We've got more restaurant news going on in Louisville than there are calories in a Kentucky hot brown. Plus, local hospitals are getting graded, and the news isn't particularly good. We're going to talk about it all on the next Access Louisville podcast. Stick around. I actually don't know how many calories are in a Kentucky Hot Brown. I just assume it's a lot. But anyway, thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Chris Larson. Hey, hey. Haley Cawthon. Hi there. And Zach Owens. Hey. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on this city we love. You may have heard of it. It's called Louisville, Kentucky. But... Before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. So guys, we had a story go up on LouisvilleBusinessFirst.com this week about an e-commerce retailer called Shady Rays, which is planning an expansion. Shady Rays manufactures and sells sunglasses and has a warehouse in Simpsonville, Kentucky, which was why we were writing about it. So my question to you guys is, what type of sunglasses do you prefer? Personally, I like what's called the Wayfarer-type sunglasses. And yeah, I had to look up that term in order to figure out what the type of sunglasses I liked was called. And uh, second question for you, do you like to buy them at retail or do you prefer to buy them online? And I'm going to start with Zach on this one. So is the Wayfarer just like the, it's cl- like the classic square, Ray-Ban? I would say it's not like a – yeah, it's kind of like a Ray-Ban, but it's like like something James Dean would wear, yeah. I guess. Like they're not the big aviators – they're kind of like a square type of lens. See, I, I like a smaller size aviator style yeah. sunglasses. And uh, I guess the Wayfarer kind of encompasses yeah, you know, that. Yeah, and I'm not sure, like, some sunglasses expert would, like, probably have a way better description. But and my biggest problem with sunglasses is that I always lose them or break them. The cool thing about Shady Rays is, like, their warranty is insane. You're essentially buying three pairs of sunglasses. Is that right? So if you lose a pair, you can just, you know... Uh, send them proof of purchase and I'll send you another one for free. That's amazing. Yeah. I did, actually didn't know that about Shady Rays. That's pretty incredible warranty. I think it's an incredible name too, yep. Shady Rays. Um, Haley, how about you? Uh, so backpacking off what Zach said, I, I think the type of sunglasses I buy most frequently are the cheap kind because <laughs> yeah. I break them, lose them. Uh, I probably have a couple pairs that are like just rumbling around in my trunk. Mm-hmm. Um can't keep a hold of them to save my life. I guess I do a good enough job keeping track of my actual prescription glasses that I need that I can't like keep track of sunglasses. So I'll always just buy like a cheap pair at Target for 10 bucks or less and wear them for part of the summer until I can't find them again. <laughs> I was kind of the same way for a long time, but then I bought like a pair of $60 sunglasses and I've had them for three years because I was like, these cost $60. I can't lose. My dad used to wear Oakleys and like he'd wear them on his uh, speedboat in the summer and then like lose them in the lake. <laughs> and, like, I'm like, why? Why do you do this to yourself? Chris, sunglasses type. No, not at all. Like <laughs> I lose them. I break them. I don't buy them. Uh, the last time I... But they look so cool. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I look cool in sunglasses. Like my everyone. So like I put on sunglasses, and if I try to like have the, I don't know, little swingy thingies, whatever those are called. Oh uh, yeah, the. um, If I have to, if I use those, like rest those on my ears, they're lopsided. So if you look at my face, I'm wearing sunglasses. They're gonna be tilted askew. Mm. The last time that I knowingly purchased uh, sunglasses was in 2009, and it was like some. 
I want to say it was uh, Oakley's knockoff in like just some pier side stand in San Francisco. There you go. Something better than a good counterfeit pair yeah. of I am total, into total counterfeit sunglasses yeah. because you don't have to pay as much for them. Yep. And, you and still, you look, still cool. look great. Yeah, they no might not be the quality, <laughs> but like you can still like say, but hey. No one is any of the wiser. Yeah, exactly. Um, I uh, also am a fan of aviators and those Sometimes I wear those like kind of rednecky bug out ones, but uh, I think that's just because that's all I can find in the gas station. Or if something. I were gonna buy some, I'd buy like the retro kind of vintage looking kind with like the pointy cat eye oh, yeah. type of look, like old Hollywood movie stars. I yeah. think those look really cool, but I don't know. Yeah, if I had to, if I had to choose, it'd be like a um, aviators, like some weird aviators. Hell yeah, you look like Cartman when you dress up bit, as yeah. a cop. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'd be going for too. The Cartman yeah. cop look. <laughs> Perfect. I aspire to be a paper character. <laughs> uh, do you guys buy your sunglasses online or in at retail? At uh, Shady. Uh, at ShadyRays.com, I assume. Well, I probably should at Shady Rays, but I buy them at like Shady knockoff stands on a pier in San Francisco. Okay. <laughs> uh, I usually just buy mine at Thornton's or whatever. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm in when, uh, I need when I'm driving and I realize it's really sunny, I should yeah. get some sunglasses. Yeah, also just retail. Like yeah. it's not something I like price price match on Amazon or something. Yeah. Well, the uh the $60 pair that I referenced before, I did buy those online. But I usually buy them just um here and there. Here and there. Yeah. Pugs is a popular brand for me. It's like a gas station brand. Um which I've owned many pairs of. Um I think that's Pugs anyway. If not, sponsorships available, Pugs. <laughs> I'm going to move us on away from that uh, to restaurant news. Haley's been on a restaurant news kick this week. So I'm just going to have her run down all, through all these stories. Usually we sit and talk about each one, but there's so many this week that um, that I, don't, I think we'll just have to like kind of kind of run through them quick here. So uh, the bad news first, I guess. There's an Italian restaurant that's closing. What's going on there? Yeah, so Bistro 42 and Prospect is closing. Uh, it's a family-owned establishment run uh, by someone called Mama, affectionately. Yeah. Uh, I think her first name is Joyce, yeah. uh, and she's the chef and owner behind Mama or Mama's Bistro 42. Uh, it's within the Prospect Village Shopping Center over by Kroger, um, so it's in like that strip center. And I've heard from a lot of people that they'll miss it because it was a good, you know, home cooked spot yeah. in Prospect. I love the way they announced that they were closing. They said, "Yeah, they wrote it like on a Pepsi sign <laughs> and just said, you know, thank you for." What, what were I you was, referencing? No, I was referencing the Facebook post that just said, "Mama is retiring." <laughs> yeah, Mama's <laughs> retiring, and with that, Bistro Forty Two will be no more. Yeah, um, I made that your social teaser on that story. <laughs> by the way, um, uh, quickly for the panel, what's a restaurant? you uh you want to live forever zach i'll start with you mm. i'm gonna say against the grain against the grain that's like i love that place yeah the original location is awesome yeah i'm gonna say lemu because i'm worried about that area being you know in development lots of construction i just want lemu to like live on wherever it may be <laughs> i'm gonna say jack fries and i understand there was some hate of jack fries on uh, one of our stories recently but uh I stand by it. Controversial opinion. Uh, Chris, how about you? Uh, can I have two? So yeah. I thought long and hard 
Uh, Hardy's and Wendy's? Yes. <laughs> no. No. So like for a local one, the only reason that I say this one is Porch because that's where we go to do hap- company happy hour. Yeah. And if that were to go away, I'm sure we'd all be very sad yeah. because that's a great happy Shay hour would spot have for more us. bills to pay. More bills. Yep. Uh, but more uh, out of town option would be a kind of divey uh, pizza place that I loved in Missouri Valley, Iowa, where I lived when I was really young called Pizza Ranch. They had this amazing dessert pizza that was pretty much like a cinnamon stick with like you know, some like streusel on top and like a cream stuff that they just like sprinkle all over the top. Mm-hmm. It was like eating a cinnamon roll, but like on a pizza. It, nice. It changed my life. I've always heard that's a top five pizza spot in Missouri Valley, Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever been, if you ever, if you're ever blowing through <laughs> Missouri Valley, Iowa, <laughs> Harrison County, give it, a, give it a look. Hope they do pizza better than caucuses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, anyway, that's moving sure. on. Back to Haley. Uh, Doc Crows has some news. What's going on with Doc? Yeah. Crows? So the owner behind Doc Crows opened a new concept next door, and it's totally different than Doc Crows. They're uh, not serving barbecue or whatever else Doc Crows is known for. Um, it's called Doc's Bourbon Room, and mm-hmm. they're uh, they're focused on you know, building up their bourbon inventory to be the largest in the nation. So mm-hmm. they have like over 2000 whiskeys currently Jeez. Um, in stock and they have a coffee bar there, which is, I think unique to whiskey yeah. row. Uh, you walk in That's and there's cool. like a coffee bar with like pastries and grab and grow, bre- grab and go breakfast items. So in addition to like being an actual restaurant that's open at night on whiskey row, they have like a coffee yeah. bar open at 6am. Is so. that open Wednesday? Today. Today. Yeah. Today is cool. Wednesday. And today is Wednesday. I thought it was Thursday. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thursday. I just ruined, I I just ruined your week. <laughs> it feels Thursday. Um, maybe by the time people hear this, it will be Thursday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I, I didn't expect, you know, a story. I was reading your story about Docs and uh, this bourbon room, and it had grab-and-go breakfast. So that's pretty cool, especially a couple new hotels around there. So that'd be a good thing for the tourists yep. that are staying there. Uh, Corrales, uh, chicken restaurant. It's getting a new location. Where's that going? Yeah, it's going on Shelbyville Road in Middletown. It's going the former homemade ice cream and pie kitchen mm-hmm. location. It's like on the edge of like that another sh- Kroger shopping. Yeah, I was gonna complex. say it's like Kroger. Yeah, yeah, so uh, in Middletown, this will be technically their third location to open, but there's another location in the works at the Baxter Apartments. Yeah. Um, which we reported previously, but that location's been delayed due to various construction things. So they're hoping to open that one in April. So they'll have four locations open in April. Yeah. Um, and they have one downtown right On now. Fifth Street. Yep. Yeah. And one in J-Town. Yeah. And J-Town's the original location. And guess what? It's kind of in a Kroger anchored shopping center too. <laughs> so uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, if it works, it works. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good spot to be. Um, has anyone, I'm, I've had Corrales. Has anyone else here had Corrales? I haven't had Corrales yet. Yeah, I've had it a couple times. It's, it's awesome. so good. Yeah. yeah, like it's Peruvian style chickens uh, cooked over uh, charcoal. Yeah, rotisserie style over charcoal, and it's got a really unique spice blend. So uh, definitely, we're checking out, and it's kind of fast casual. I think I don't think they have a bar or anything like that. Yeah, today. it's just like takeaway. Yeah, it's just takeaway food. So, um, so yeah, definitely check that one out if you haven't. Um, and then New Wave Burritos over on Preston. Those guys have something new, and I know the. Uh, burrito lovers in town love new wave burritos so uh uh what do they got going on yeah so it's a new concept called toasty's tavern and we got this from an alcohol permit that zach 
found a liquor license um and he sent it to me and i tried to get a hold of the guys as much as i could but um yet didn't get a response from them so i just wrote you know what details we did Too busy have making new wave burritos yeah where it's going essentially uh is less than a mile away from logan street market in shelby park mm-hmm. um it's in like a small uh, 1200 square foot space yeah um, look like a former shotgun house yeah it's like a former well maybe it wasn't a house but no but it's a shotgun style building so yeah. it's like long and yeah. narrow it doesn't look like um, a traditional bar really no yeah. um but i'm sure they'll make it into one <laughs> yeah uh, but and that's a hip up-and-coming neighborhood so sounds like that's not too yeah. far from uh what's it called trouble bar Right. No, yeah, yeah I like guess right not. It, if it's near Shelby Park, because Trouble Bar is right yeah, there. So that little stretch of Shelby is really starting to boom. It really is. Yeah. And I heard Shelby is getting um, their taxes reassessed this yeah. year. Yeah. So good luck. Yeah. It's <laughs> definitely cometh. worth uh, watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the more urban neighborhoods are getting a reassessment this year. So um, so that that's going to probably be a big developing story. As we, and, you know, we hear all these stories about new restaurants. That's part of it. Uh, and then finally, a little chain restaurant news here, too. Papa John's has a new menu item. What's that one about? Yeah, so it's called the Papadilla, and they released it at Shaq's Super Bowl party in Miami. That's um, how I would release it. Yeah, I mean, why not? Like, if Shaq's your, your guy, your brand guy, then, like, you know, have a party, have a garlic sauce fountain, you know, release these they, Papadillas. And they literally did have a garlic sauce Yes, fountain. they had a garlic sauce fountain. It was all over... Instagram and other social media. And it was one of the most disgusting it things I've seen all year. It sounds so awful. And, no, and I, I like the garlic sauce. I love it. I don't want it in a fountain. I am here <laughs> for it. I'm here for the, the things, fountain. Like, if you were to tell me that, I'd be like, bro, pics or that didn't happen. <laughs> and, but there are lots of pics. Yeah, there clearly are pics. did happen. And it did happen. Is it like a little, I didn't see the picture. Is it like a little chocolate fondue, fondue fountain or like a really big fountain? Medium size? It looked medium size. It looks like the one that you'd see at a wedding. A no. Okay. I was on a table. Yeah, it was okay. on a table. You know those like Golden Corral commercials, like "Stop on in for the chocolate wonderfall." Yeah, yeah. it looked like that. <laughs> okay, it looked yeah. like the chocolate wonderfall. Yeah. But my, garlic my wonderfall. My favorite is like um, a video of like someone like point of view with their camera, like dipping a whole slice of pizza <laughs> oh, into oh. it, bringing it up to the camera, and it's like, oh, you can and just see the heart attacks <laughs> coming. In. So. Anyways, back to the papadilla. Let's yes. talk about the actual Sorry, thing. we got off on a tangent. So, uh, a papadilla. The papadilla. Powerful. At first, I thought it was like a play on a quesadilla because um, I was confused by the name. But it turns the, out it's... The dia. Yeah. Um, but turns out it's based off of the piadina, which is an Italian sandwich. It's essentially pizza folded. But, you know, pizza wasn't portable enough as it is. So, you know, they needed to fold it mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, turn it into you. a sandwich. And there's four different types of the papadilla. Um, I wish I could name them all off the top of my head, but I will probably forget. So chicken, barbecue, uh, Philly cheesesteak, Italian, and pepperoni and meatball. Damn. Wow, Man, that was impressive. Look wow. at me, look well at done. me just, just knowing all this stuff off the top of my head. And they're only $6 at Papa John's. And, uh, I, you know, we do these segments every week, and a lot of times I forget to mention, uh, you know, these are all taken off of stories that Haley and other people have written. And those stories are linked in the show notes. So if you ever need to, uh, if you ever want more information on these, you know, scroll down below. I've got them linked there uh, in the description of this episode. So, um, so I think you had you had stories on all these things. Yeah. Like in the last f- four days or something yeah. like that. So. And just to add to the Papa John's news, like the reason why this new menu item is significant is because Papa John's, unlike other 
um, brands in this arena hasn't been doing much food innovation. They haven't really switched up their menu a whole lot, but Mm -hmm. now they have this new CEO, Rob Lynch, Mm -hmm. who uh, was quoted as saying that he's taking the guardrails off food innovation. So I expect that there will be a lot of these types of things coming out in 2020. I know the phrase food innovation is like corporate jargon that every big restaurant based around here uses. But for some reason, it cracks me up. I don't know why. It's like... Well, what else would you call it? I don't, I don't know. Like when Pizza Hut like makes a cheese at pizza. Like yeah, when, you, or when they had... Um, or the Doritos Locos Tacos yeah. or all of that. What do you, what do you I call don't know that? What you I guess you can't it. call it the department of throwing ideas at the wall and seeing what sticks. Some things stick, and mostly at Taco Bell, because pretty much everything they do is like untouchable. So I think that kind of stuff cheapens the word innovation. <laughs> Maybe <pizza>. I, don't <laughs> I think it's cool. I pizza think you guys are once made a pizza that had like little hot dog, like oh pig no. in a blanket <laughs> as oh a no. crust, <laughs> <laughs> and you could pull them off so you could have like pig in the blanket. Oh, I remember that. Okay, at least it wasn't like <laughs> hot dog toppings on pizza because that no, it was a me separate a thing. Bit. It's like you'd have a hot dog. For an appetizer, and well, it's like kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah, you know, like why kill get kill two cows with one stone? <laughs> <laughs> Hot dogs and pizza is just a classic, <laughs> <laughs> classic mashup, classic American food combo. innovation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why I've heard the phrase a lot because I've co- you know we cover Yum and um, Texas Roadhouse and and Papa John's and um, I, I always hear that phrase, but for some reason it makes me laugh. I think that's uh, my next career move. I'm going to move into food innovation. Yes. As a tester? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if it would work. You'd probably be like, that's good. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> not to say you, you're uh, you're down for anything. But. Have you all ever done the uh, focus group testing at uh, Yum? No. Oh, it's really cool. This. Yeah, like they'll bring you down there. I did it like when I was in college. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. I want to do it. I do too. I want to be a secret shopper at KFC. Yeah. KFC, call us. Yeah. Hashtag call us. Yes. Sponsor me. <laughs> I'm going to move on to hospital rankings. That's a different kind of topic compared to food, but uh, this uh, th- I thought this was worth talking about for sure. Uh, the hospital rankings from the federal government came out this week, and uh, this wasn't a particularly bright spot for Louisville area hospitals. So, Chris, you wrote about this. Uh, how many hospitals in Louisville got a perfect five-star rank? Zero. Zero, exactly. That's what I was going for. Um, and how many hospitals are there in Louisville? So in Louisville, um, unfortunately, they did not get a chance to prep for this because I was oh. sitting on a uh, earnings call for Dang like an hour and a half uh, <laughs> before this episode. You're going to just uh, count but them up. Statewide, uh, there's about 100, a little over 100 hospitals that the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services uh, do these star rankings for. And of that little more than 100, only three got a five-star, which is the yeah, best rating. Kentucky. They were out kind of out in the state. None of them are anywhere anywhere close to our, our community. Do you remember where they were? I don't recall. <laughs> right. Read my story. All right. Um, I know one was in Berea. Um, and uh, I guess how did the Louisville hospital areas Yeah, you know, Not, you know, the, the closer that you get to downtown, it seemed to be that that was the, you know, a, uh, the worst that the stars, star ratings got. The Two hospitals that got the best ratings in the area were actually in, were Hardin Memorial out in Hardin County. Yeah. Got four star. They got four, huh? Yep. University, what's now known as University of Louisville Health Shelbyville got four. That's the former Jewish hospital Shelbyville mm-hmm. uh, campus. Uh, but running down some of the ones that are a little bit closer here, uh, with three star ratings, you have Baptist LaGrange, Baptist Health Louisville, and all of the Norton Adult Services hospitals get rated as one hospital. Mm-hmm. They got a rating of three, 
Um, let's see, uh, Clark County Hospital, Baptist South Floyd also got three stars. Uh, no, got two stars. And Jewish Hospital and St. Mary's Healthcare, which is the organization that includes, you know, it's downtown, you know, and famous Jewish hospital, got a, got a two-star rating. And the University of Louisville Hospital uh, got a one-star rating. The only hospital in the area to get a one-star rating. I'm, su- I'm surprised that Norton is all counted as one hospital. It's like five different hospitals. Yeah, th- and it's, it's more than that. One of, that's one of the, uh, I guess, that's the word I'm looking for, anachronisms. And one of the things that's just kind of the way it is that... Um, it's just ha- the way the government... It's just the way that the government's decided to count all these hospitals. That's weird. Hmm. Um, obviously different facilities. While Chris was talking, I looked up the three in Kentucky. It is Logan Memorial Hospital in Russellville, Owensboro Health in Muhlenberg County, and um, St. Joseph Berea. So I was right about that. And that's yeah. a former Kentucky One place. Yeah. Or it's a current Kentucky One place. I believe so. And one thing that needs to be said, you know, kind of, uh, you know, to give this just a little bit more texture and context is that these uh, rating systems aren't like uh, like food ratings. Like yeah. you get, it's not like, you know, people like hop Yelp. on Yelp and give it give it one star or five star and like everyone either give it a one star or give it a five star. There's the a surgeon didn't even know which kidney to take <laughs> out. <laughs> no, nothing like that. Oh, thank goodness, because if people actually posted reviews of their hospital experiences, it would be a very, uh, very different kind of world because nobody talks about a hospital experience when it's a good hospital experience. Right. Um, the, the government looks at several different sources of data to give these ratings, um, and then they all get like weighted and aggregated in different ways to come up with, uh, you know, with, a, with the star rating. And kind of a universal uh, vibe that, I, that you get if you actually talk to these hospital systems about how they feel about these ratings is kind of surprising to me. They all say, you know, there's a bunch of rating systems out there. They all confuse consumers, and none of them really capture the f- the full essence of what they have going on at their respective hospitals. Yeah, but in the same in breath, story. they'll say, we'll use this to improve our processes. But it, it surprises me that hospitals across the entire city would kind of push back against a rating system that comes from a government agency that has power over how they get paid. Also, I bet if one of them got five and the other one's got twos, they'd be like, we're the only five-star in town. Yeah, that would be, the other two got two yeah, stars. Dominate their marketing. <laughs> yeah, that would be all over it. So I think probably they're just uh, saying what's convenient for them now. Absolutely. Um, that's just my theory, though. That's all we have for this week's show. But before we sign off, we'll go around the room and the audience can share uh, where, or <laughs> excuse me, the uh, panelists can share for the audience where they you can find us on social media and also you can plug something you're working on. People can go check out or whatever. Uh, Chris, I'll start with you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Chris. You can also find me on LinkedIn. That's where I'm probably the most active. Um, and working on a couple, you know, a couple different things, nothing too big right now. Uh, so I'll let you guys know when something cool comes up. All right. Haley. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BF Lou Haley. I'm also on all the other social medias. If you want to look at my name, um, something I'm working on or just finished working on as my endeavor cover story. Um, that's coming out on February 14th. And um, it's looking at the Endeavor organization as it has been in Louisville for five years and what kind of impact it's made locally. And I've talked to um, several entrepreneurs involved in the organization and mentors slash investors that, um, you know, see it as a big benefit to our ecosystem. So check it out next week. Zach. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at BFLuZach. And uh, most immediately, I have a lot of stuff in the pipe, but... uh, Wrapping up Healthcare Heroes. We're sending that off to the printer on Friday. A lot of work went into that, so be sure to look out for that in a couple weeks. Heck yeah, that's a big one. Good. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BFLuDavid or on 
Instagram at dman3001. Um, that's all we have for this week. If you like what you hear, uh, you can please consider subscribing at any of our popular podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, and others. And uh, thank you very much, Chris, Haley, and Zach. Thank you guys for listening at home. Until next time, bye.